so as i was discussing with you uh, kashish gemini um, the co-founder of toffel is here with us on this is ftc hello everybody so kashish I, a lot more people know about your brand as compared to about you yeah. so just to start off with right just give us a brief background about yourself um where did where did your passion or where did your entry into this space come from and and just like brief something about your journey into it and and we'll get like we'll go deeper into it in in this podcast but i just want to know like for someone who's listening to you for the first time like in just 2 minutes tell them about kashish okay so well i do not come from a a uh, design background mm-hmm. okay i have nothing to do with business my family has nothing to do with business okay uh, i was in engineering college in second year when i uh, realized this is not for me mm-hmm. i finished it but i moved back to delhi with a friend uh, with what engineering college uh, this was uh, kiit in bhubaneswar okay and the bridge my co-founder was my classmate <laughs> no way yeah so he was really good uh, at his staying and we moved here to delhi to start something of our own startup was a big thing back then mm-hmm. and we started with a couple of things uh, but you know when you think about something in a room it's very different and when you get out in the market right. and try and test it it's very different so we realized uh, a lot of things that we uh, thought were very uh, going to change things people were not ready for it we got a real- reality check and we failed a couple failed a couple of times and what were you trying to start if you don't mind asking but uh, it was a hyper local uh, app uh, which was which was like uh, catering to all the electronics market in, in your locality mm-hmm. and then there was uh, this thing which uh, something similar to zomato but right. not exactly so there were a couple of other things you we were designing a, a fashion website for clothing stores mm-hmm. uh, across delhi and all those things so they did not work out because people are not very into it uh so later we started with uh, uh trading in clothing section right. and after a certain point i got bored because i was only able to sell things which were like given to me right from the these guys who were probably you know uh, making the, without you know any thought behind the whole thing and we started i started designing a couple of designed five hoodies to start with and we expected uh like a very you know uh low sales for the first month and we reached uh if i give you the numbers like uh, 3 lakh like 1 lakh in 3 days we did and it just changed everything like we were not making any money back then and then all of a sudden in 3 days we had all this money right so i and thought where did you sell like was i was, was selling uh, online on my name, website was the name toffel already decided yeah, yeah toffel decided okay Uh, we'll come to that yeah, how yeah. that came to be and so that happened and then i think that kick started everything mm-hmm. and then all the learnings came in ki how cash and delivery bites you <laughs> yeah how uh, yeah, how shipping partners are not very you know friendly how people do not uh, take things for see uh, for like see they don't take things seriously they order and then they just and then they yes yeah uh, they, they take they it for granted <laughs> Yeah, all those things happen. The payment gateways, and I had no idea how the, anything works. How to tie up with these partners? How to open an account for you know this website, this right. brand, this company? 
all of the things happened for the next, I think it started in 2016. Mm -hmm. And I think 2016 and 17 and early 18 were our you know, learning phase. We learned a lot and we shifted. So this idea or this uh, concept behind the brand has kept evolving with time as similarly I have right. been growing. So it grows with me. And now it is something uh, very different. Mm -hmm. It's not just about uh, cool making cool clothes. And I had no idea what streetwear is. I had absolutely no idea that these brands exist. To me, back then, uh, I think I started shopping for myself uh, in college. Right. Okay, Before that, it was just whatever is coming in, I'm okay with it. I never yeah. paid that much attention. Yeah. And then... Uh, so to me, all these brands, you know, uh, the fast fashion brands, Zara and H&M, for, like for everybody, mm -hmm. just like everybody, it, they were the brands for me. Right. These are cool brands and everything. And then I realized, a whole this happens world. and that yeah. happens. And now uh, it has become my language. I started with this. I uh, was trying to sell cool clothes. And then I thought, okay, what, like Bridge asked me one day, what if, some rich guy comes in into the market. This is a business, this is a competitive business. And one day he comes in and he has all the money, more money than you. Acha Toffel uh, has had no investment. Mm -hmm. It has been bootstrapped from day one. Right. And somebody comes in and he has all the money and he just starts selling like this and just takes, uh, takes over the market. It's a huge market, but still, mm -hmm. the audience is still very niche. Right. So, so what will you do then? You know, he can just take it away like this because you are working with uh, the bare minimum uh, funds yeah. and funds matter a lot with advertisements and all these things. Like nobody knows you, you have just an online store, your Instagram is, you know, not, right. nowhere. So I worked on that and that thought uh, changed a lot, a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So now, even when, uh, now I want to uh, tell all the guys who are starting out, if you think, uh, if you share your idea and somebody can just take it and you know do it better, don't start it. Right. Right. Uh, if anybody can come in and just take that and do it better than you, then why are you doing it in the first place? Yeah, because there's always going to be someone who can do it cheaper or, or or in a in a bigger distribution channel on a on yeah. a bigger scale. Yeah. Um, so if. If your idea doesn't stand that test, that litmus test, then there's no point in pursuing it. Yeah, I mean, uh, back then, like I was all like always reading about all these uh, tech giants, and I'm I come from a tech background, so like there was a funny story. There was a food startup, mm -hmm. and Amazon just announced that they are entering this market. Okay, and boom, the company was gone. Yeah. The investors pull out, pull out because. Just by the thought that these giants are entering this, it yeah. always happens. Right? You will not last. Yeah, even in e-commerce, right? When yeah. like there was a huge boom where all of these guys, Snapdeal, whoever that came up, they raised tons of money, uh, raised tons of investment, and we now know maybe four players in the market. At some point, there were forty people, forty companies trying to vie for the same spot. That today is Flipkart, Amazon, and maybe two more. Yeah. Um, it just the moment a big company comes in, there is consolidation. Either they shut shop or they get acquired or acquired or whatever. And that is bound to happen. Yeah. Uh, the only, thing, only place where that doesn't happen though is fashion. 
uh, in some ways because it might be like there might be different brands owned by one conglomerate hmm. but because each brand represents something different if the brand is true to what they say it tries to represent something different and tries to tell a different story each brand has their own personality exactly at least it develops over time so on like just stemming from that what is yeah what is the story behind the name toffel so i was pretty i just like the sound of this word sound of toffel. the word toffel Achha, okay. I, then i looked up ki what uh, this means and the word does not exist mm-hmm. okay so i was like brilliant this this is what i was looking for <laughs> to make something of my own mm-hmm. which does, just does not exist and the spelling is right okay there's this uh, english exam which is spelled t o e f l yeah so i said ki t o f f l e is like way better so it just started and it clicked because it also like rhymes with google or apple apple so stuck with me Makes yeah. and and so you just on a whim said it's going to be toffel yeah yeah for how sure. did the like do you remember how the word came to you just i've thought about it like i've been thinking about it uh, since last night when you like called me and asked me this i don't know like i don't remember because it was i i've been through like in this four years now what happens is all my friends when they joined the com- the tech companies and all of those places uh the growth that happens okay uh, for them which happened in 2 years or 3 years it happened for me in months mm-hmm. because i was handling everything i uh, was the delivery guy for toffel for the first 6 uh, 7 months i'm sure every like a lot of people in delhi would recognize me because this guy came to us with mm-hmm. the t-shirt mm-hmm. i was doing that i was handling payments i was all of the things which you can think of and there are there is a lot which goes on mm-hmm. uh, it's not like in college back in college uh, the teachers tell you we used to discuss about all these companies and ola which was very new back then right ki uh, it's an you get an the app is the product okay the app is the thing you get an app and uh, do the bookings and everything is uh, you know smooth line from there but it's not i'm not uh, for anybody who's starting a streetwear brand it's not just about making a t-shirt and selling it right there are plenty of things plenty of documents paperwork and accounts and all of that which you have to take care of so 100%. that is learning to it has been that space so you 2016 you mm-hmm. and bridge yeah uh, get out of college and are like okay let's do something in the tech space you try your hand at it for a year year and a half and then you start a street web brand that's 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 a story okay how how did you decide that you're going to do this with bridge or why not do it alone and why do it with bridge if do it with bridge and the reason i'm asking this question is cuz a lot of people when they're trying to start out right um and even to date people who have started out solo uh, always come up to me and avni my sister and say yeah. you guys are lucky that you have you are two of you uh, who you can trust 100% and know that they'll always have the best for the company in mind so how do you choose how did you choose bridge to be your co-founder okay so bridge uh i'm not going to sugarcoat anything okay mm-hmm. i have seen that he was one of those guys who would never go to to classes okay and would just show up uh he had a lot of backs and all of those things but i have seen and he had he had his name 
uh, in Google's uh, wall of fame in world's top uh, 40 bug reporters. Mm -hmm. He used to uh, do bug bounty. Mm -hmm. And I've seen the guy uh, work on his uh, two or three laptops on his table and go on for three days, three nights. Like just straight? Yeah. Not going to the class, not going to the college and just on it. And that level of dedication uh, turned things around for me. Ki I cannot be this, you know, I cannot do this. Right. I do not feel I can do this. And if I'm not going to do this ever, then why am I here? Mm -hmm. And he was uh, pretty bored of all this. So he wanted to move on and have, you know, a real experience of how business grows. Because this, when you do one thing with all the dedication and all the passion in the world, mm -hmm. It teaches you five, six, you would know this, five, six other things which you did not 50, even think 60, of. Yeah. So, yeah, you were saying um, you work on, you start working on one thing and then it goes. Yeah, so when I'm designing a t shirt and I'm working on it, you know, day and night, so, and then stitching it, of course. So, while doing that, it teaches you hard work, it teaches you what real passion is. Okay, when you're not making money for months and you're still you know, working day and night, it teaches you what passion really is and it hits you. And a lot of other things come in. Okay, this is how this works and this is how you have to handle things and this is how life works. It's not on computers, it's not in the you know, cubicles, it happens here. So this has been a great journey so far and with Bridge now and we have had our you know uh, journey where things are not working out and because to see this is one point that I want to bring in now because it's uh, like a lot of people know about what streetwear is and what streetwear brand is mm -hmm. and everybody is starting out and a lot of people you know DM me asking you how is this design how should I go for this and that right. and I'm all support and everything because I did not have a lot of the, the support or anything back then back mm -hmm. in 2016 so now when somebody is starting this <clears throat> okay I forgot the point <laughs> you you try to help them out as much as possible for sure bridge there are differences with bridge right you were talking about that We've gone through the journey. That was a damn good point, yeah. Do you need to think about it? Take coffee, dude. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and it is very important yeah. 10 years later <laughs> so now when people are starting so everybody knows and uh, they get recognition very fast okay like there is homegrown there's there is you guys and the main street and all these guys so they cover you right. they want to promote you because that's how the scene will grow mm -hmm. and when you design something and it you know picks up overnight and it sells right. it's a pretty good thing but also, it kind of like uh, uh, ensures you that you do not need to uh, do more. Okay, it kind of you know makes you, uh, makes you comfortable. Yeah. 
when i was doing this uh, like not uh, things were not going as i, I was expecting and so i continuously kept you know uh, bothering myself and like troubling bridge also okay, why what should we do that you know things work out and that's how growth happens agreed otherwise if you are selling and if everything is good why would you need to change anything and i think that has been the reason for this much growth in this right. time so when would you say um, you've been doing like something along the line of it for almost 4 years now yeah more than 4 years but when would you say you were like fuck this is the real like this is i mean not just the fact that i started the brand but the fact that this is now being accepted and being acknowledged this is real when would you say that was that moment was like damn i don't think there was any such exact moment but uh, like it has been a process of things falling into the right places but there was this one uh, moment which i remember the the edgy event happened in 2018 yes 17 i think 18 okay and i went there with bridge and we saw people wearing all these fancy things mm-hmm. and back then toffel was like nowhere okay uh, it was not like the quality was not as such the uh language was not uh, which what it is now and i went there and i saw everybody and i did not know anybody mm-hmm. like not even rd n- nothing right. now when there i saw these guys wearing vape and the you know off white belts which cost like 40000 bucks and all that and i just thought this like i left uh within i think an hour or something i left after checking every, the space i thought, i don't i don't belong here right now and they don't need me and like what am i even doing here mm-hmm. and i then i could see because i back, then i was selling some like some business was happening and right. i was getting comfortable and then i just saw all these things right. and then it occurred ki then i could see ki, okay there's a long way to go now and i think that moment uh, kind of pushed me right made it clear this. yeah made it clear you need to do a lot more this is not going to work otherwise mm-hmm. and then it has been a process then i uh, met rd through instagram and he has been one of the uh, very few guys probably the only guy who has helped me a lot mm-hmm. uh, because when you do not see these brands now when you i come from a very different background and i have had no exposure to right. uh, all these fancy things and all these high quality products mm-hmm. so uh, if i have never touched it if I, if i have never felt it how would i know what do i need to do right. so i uh, spoke to him about this and he was kind enough to invite me to his place and he showed me all these uh, supreme t-shirts and his louis vuitton jackets and uh, japanese denims and everything everything and he said this is the uh, standard which you have to match and then of course i did a couple of things a lot of things and you went back in yeah. <laughs> standard i have to match No, I think uh, so. I I'd like to take a moment to appreciate RD as well. Uh, of course. Super helpful. Always there whenever you need him. Uh, yesterday I had like a forty-minute call with him. Okay. Uh, just I was just speaking about something. Yeah. It just he's he's as blunt as it gets, right? He doesn't sugarcoat stuff. If he if he he says it like he sees it. This and is this is the deal that I have with him. Okay, he is one person. I take feedback very nicely. I have no problem if you tell me what is wrong with my product. I will try to explain. But I'll 
appreciate because that is the only way now uh, I'll grow. Right. And I've told this to Arida. Whatever you feel like, whenever you see something which is made by Toffel, and whatever you feel, however things are, you tell me straight. If even if you have to abuse me for it, what is this shit that you have made? Anything, yeah. I will take it. Okay, that is the kind of uh, faith I have with this guy. Mm. So that just tells you. No, I I hundred percent agree. Uh, it's and e- even when we were setting up this space, right? Um, like trying to get to brands, trying to discover more uh, and also trying to get to the footwear brands and all of that he was super helpful in just making those connects happen because he's been around for a for a long for a long time, long time. <laughs> yeah he, he's been with us like ssipl and all of that so it's been a for him this is like something that he's seen grow pretty much from the start of it so yeah i i agree with you on that okay um and it pisses a lot of people off he has uh you know straightforward uh, yeah, it's, it's it's. I agree. I. It should not, man. It should not. See, uh, people are different, right? Like some uh, some people have become so accustomed to not hearing things straight. Like pe- uh, people don't have straight conversations today. Uh, so when you when someone comes in and doesn't sugarcoat anything, it's it's a it's an affrontation for them. They don't understand how to react to it. So for people who are used to just being you know, straightforward and simple. For them, it doesn't matter if someone is straightforward and simple. But for people who like try to go down winding staircases, it's it doesn't work out. To each their own. I guess. So we've we've covered a bunch of like why the name Toffel, um, why your co-founder bridge. What is one like just one crazy memory that you can recall that you're like I'm here because of what I started and I can't believe that I'm here. You know, or, or I, I can't believe that this has gone to that extent where I find myself in this position. Well, it's nowhere close, so I cannot say it has... But I'm sure, like, I mean, when, like when, we, when I started, when we started, we never thought that it would mean or matter much to a lot. We just thought, like, we'll do our thing and we'll see. But okay. then, yeah. you know, stuff happens. Uh, you get opportunities which you never thought you would get. And yeah, you that is do true. Things yeah. that you, never th- you get to be in the room with some people you never thought you'd be in the room with. So, what, what is like maybe one or two memories that you can be like, I can't believe this happened because I wouldn't have been able to even think of this happening three years ago. Well, it, it's a matter of uh, mindset because like, uh, people judge this differently, okay? Some people... Like I get uh, a lot of these questions, who do you see as your competitor? And I'm like, how are you, uh, you know, placing, the, like, how are you running this competition? First, tell me that, mm-hmm. okay? Because it cannot be based on the product because mm-hmm. every person who's doing good has their own style, has their own things to say. Right. It is not about the t-shirt. It's not about the hoodie. It's about what we, what we have done with the hoodie. What it what is on it, okay? And that is different for every brand. So the only way you can uh, maybe uh, you know monitor this comp- weird competition is through the numbers they're making, right? And because that is the priority for a lot of people, mm-hmm. okay? So I have uh, seen and met people uh, who are nice to you only if you're buying from them, okay? And then they're not. As soon as you're not the customer, they're like, okay, I have other things to do. Yeah. And with me, it's not like that. 
So even if I uh, make one thing, okay, and it does not sell, I am good with it. The day I finish it, the day I am okay with, okay, this is the final thing and it looks so beautiful. This, that feeling of creating something new from scratch, that is what I do this for. Okay, the numbers and all of this, it matters. Okay, the business, the whole, whole thing matters. But my satisfaction comes from the new product. The creation of it. Once that is done, I am sorted because I, we uh, come from a generation where our basic requirements were fulfilled. Always, yeah. Okay, from our parents and all the hard work and the struggle that uh, they went through, right. they have everything in place. We have everything. So we are as free as, you know, uh, Bill Gates, Sanya, Ambani's son. You yeah. are free to do whatever you want. People don't get this. Their freedom, that they have, the freedom that they have. Right. They can do and go and do anything. They can be uh, in a profession where they're not making money. For real, yeah, yeah. But if, if but if they, it's uh, you know uh, fulfilling for them, then why not? And a lot of kids I see they rush into uh, colleges and all these things because this particular uh, job has a brand well or uh, has a market value. Right. Yeah, what what is wrong with you? <laughs> market. Value. I've, I've yeah, actually, no, I've, I've, like people do stuff for their resume and all of that. Yeah. And so. For you, engineering, yeah. was that something you were like, why am I here? Or or was it more like, okay, I should finish this and then see what I want to do? See, I I, uh, I like to finish things that I start. Okay. And because this was my choice, I wanted to wanted to do this. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, uh, there was a very, there was a lack of uh, knowledge, yeah, exposure, you can say which uh, I think nobody gets when they're in school and college. They're like, choose this stream and then we'll see. Choose this and then we'll see. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that, that fucks you up in some ways. It does. Okay, you're like, okay, now I'm in uh, you know, uh, college and I'm here and what next? So when now I have to tell people uh, who are like starting out, I tell them, start from the end. Okay, decide what you want to do what you want to become and also like do a research the people who are actually doing it today the, uh, how they feel how their journey has been what is the mistake that they have made so learn from that and then make these decisions the all these small decisions what you're going to pick subjects you're going to pick for your high school the college that you're going, you're going to go into it will make your life easier because you will know okay this is the path that i have to follow because i have to reach there right or, it should or, not be yeah, yeah honestly like i feel that at some point, and this just struck me, and my parents have been very supportive their entire life, but I feel like th there's this whole system in which until a point in time, your parents make decisions for you, right? Like what stream to choose. They like commerce lo beta, ya science lo beta, ya whatever, X, Y, Z. And then college, konsa college jana hai, yahan jao, ye karo, all of that. And then once you graduate, they're like, ab kya kar rahe ho? Then you make the decisions. Until that point, they've made all the decisions that have shaped your life. But then after that, they're like, Beta, ab kya karna hai tumko? And then they expect you to make the decisions which are right. So I, I feel like that's a very like messed up system that you mold someone a certain way. You guide them till one point, And then like, Chalo, <laughs> ye maine, ye, I've ticked off all of these boxes. Now you figure it out. So and, and by that time, a person who was maybe at the age of 11 wanted to do X has already been through 10 years of doing Y. <laughs> yeah. Right? 
and yeah. then and then they're like, oh, I wanted to do X. I wasted all this time. Yeah, but yeah, so it's it's a it's a weird system that way, and and I feel there is no right or wrong answer to it. I think it just uh, like I as I said, I think we've been lucky as as kids to have all of the basics taken care of and to be able to think freely and have someone who supports us in thinking freely. And and just being able to go out and do things which are important to us and we feel can also grow and become something real. I don't think people take this seriously, but a job of a teacher, a parenting, mm-hmm. this is the biggest, you know, the biggest you know, responsibility for these guys and people take it very casually my father once said uh, the maturity does not come with age with age only uh, experience is the thing which comes in maturity uh, it just happens it can have a person in high school can be more mature than a person who's in in his 30s okay so the way that he has been brought up the mindset that he has the thing that he has seen and how he feels mm-hmm. when he connects with himself when he finds his personality right. he, what uh, colors he like or what jacket he's gonna put on this this is what all of this is about you yeah. know you making your choices consciously and not just picking up things which has been handed to you agreed did, did your father wear toffee clothes <laughs> uh now he does <laughs> very very basic very yeah simple yeah very simple Minimal, yeah. No, that, that's uh, that's a question that i ask because it is uh, it's interesting to see like if we weren't doing this our parents would probably never even look at clothes that we make right yeah. uh, or or the similar clothes that we try to sell uh, so i had this question na ki uh, i I think I was a kid back then and I saw this uh, jacket okay and it it was 70 or 80000 bucks back then and I was like my jacket costs 1000 bucks so why is this why is there such a huge difference mm-hmm. and my dad was like uh, these guys are just crazy you know it's absurd it's just they're just mad <laughs> and yeah, that that so I made sure I need these answers So, so when someone else asked me ki why this costs so much i should be able to tell them ki okay right. this is the reason why this costs so much and what is the whole thing and not just say because they don't know and i don't want to be you know that people don't know what they don't know and and you know um, i i feel like although there's there shouldn't be a situation in which you justify the price tag that you put on a product mm-hmm. as long as it's reasonable but uh, to an indian consumer which is a more value conscious consumer yeah uh, i think that that question does come up where they ask these questions and they want to ask like people who purchase on supreme website don't ask this question right they don't they don't ask why is this sweatshirt 150 dollars you know why because they cannot interact with the founder of supreme otherwise they would have asked him for discount as well if they would have been friends with him they'll be like sir <laughs> <laughs> sir uh, yeah because we are so accessible yeah. you know and everybody is in a way through instagram right so everybody just kind of gets in that zone i mean i don't I, like honestly people shooting the shot is is what we also did right like we we just dm random people just yeah. in the hope of getting a reply and to be honest when we did sold dxb it was on the back of a dm i literally dm their official account 
and they said well that's how this has started that's why that's how toffel is here today right. you messaged me hey, bro would you like to join in would you like to see the space and i was like okay let me come and then we met rd connected us i think right or how i that's that's the question i want to ask how did we we first met here only no? like when you yeah the first time at the yeah. store here we have spoken a couple of times on instagram right. and that's all so life works in like different ways man it's it's crazy and to so to have you here was something that uh, i think um, when we were finalizing like okay which brands to have how to do it i think that was the time when you dropped your most recent collection uh, and i saw like a barrage of stories on toffles instagram yeah, 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 right yeah, like yeah. 25 or so and i just like kept clicking and i was like bro this is some like like soup cuz in the in the pandemic a lot of brands have either slowed down yeah. or not put out anything new for like four or five months and i think that was the case with you guys as well because yeah. you know there's it was just slow like everything was slow uh, and then it just kind of restarted and i was like i think i think there's potential here and i think we should definitely have a chat yeah so and and then here we are it's it's crazy how uh, these things happen i have a question about collaborations um what are your thoughts on collaborations in today's world um and do you think like how do you approach them firstly and what is the impact of friends of toffel on toffel as a brand and by friends of toffel i mean people who've supported you and really helped you on your way well, how how do you rate that impact in terms of you know like how much has that helped you as a brand okay to start with <clears throat> the collaborations uh as of now the only person that i have collaborated with is rd and i'm wearing the latest drop which is dropping sad boys yeah sad boys yeah it's his brand and for all the others uh i am always open to helping them out but a lot of people come in and they're like we w- i want to collaborate with you but i don't know what we're going to make mm-hmm. so I have this you know uh thing I will never uh sell a t-shirt which just has toffel written on it and it's a plain simple t-shirt I would never do that because the world does I believe that the world does not need another clothing brand it does not need another t-shirt brand it's about what you are putting out so every piece everything you see uh, in a collection there's one piece that stands out right. okay so why make all the others when they are you know vanilla Okay so make I all the pieces I put in as much effort as I would in a you know the entire collection so one right. piece should speak volumes so based on that I think uh, when you collaborate with somebody the how it should happen is your what you think what your language is and what uh, he thinks or he feels or she feels so this should you know mix mm-hmm. and a product a viable product a cool product should come out of this right. which uh, has your elements which has their elements and it's it's it can be seen okay these two very different brands worked on this and it's not just that they have you know put their logos and they're selling it that is not happening there is <laughs> yeah. a lot more yeah. that is i think uh, what puts value into it otherwise why 
So, and I'm open to this. Anybody, any individual, even any individual, if they have a cool design, if they think they can work, uh, like I said, making one piece, making one thing for them, it's not, it's you know, not yeah. it's not hard. I will do it, you know, and I will do my best to promote it and sell it for you. Definitely. But you need to come up with something. You need to design. It has something. to be unique. Yeah, it it has to be it has to be them, uh, and and then it has to have elements of. Because I want brand. people to know okay, what, how you think or how you see the world. Right. And what about friends of Toffel? Okay, so uh, honestly, none of my friends, none of my dad's friends, none of my, no member from my family, okay. nobody has ever bought anything from Toffel. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I think of it in a very positive way mm -hmm. because. I do not because this this uh, I had this question uh, with me. Who do you see wearing Toffel, or who is your ideal customer? Mm -hmm. And I'm always like the person who sees what I see in my product, the person who uh, gets why I've made this product, and not just because this is cool. I mean, it's okay if you think it's cool and you're buying it, yeah. but but know about it. So uh, with family and friends, you can never be sure if they are if they really really want it, or they're just doing it to support you. Right. So they've never bought anything and I've never pushed them anybody. I never push anybody to buy it. If you connect with it, if you really want it, you make a them, yeah, yeah. conscious choice. You know, I hate like uh, there's this uh, fast fashion thing. Okay. People talk about it all the time and there's nothing uh, more I can say that you already don't know. But the thing that I've realized is it's not just the brands, the fast fashion whole trend. Yeah. It's not just a brand. It's not just, you know, Zara H&M and all these guys. Yeah. It's much more. It's you. You are a part of it. I mean, if you are buying five t-shirts, six t-shirts every month or every right. other month. Then you're, then you're eating that whole yeah. process. Yeah. Because if you're wearing just one or two pieces and uh, your whole thing is filled, it usually happens with like all of our friends, even in my family, it happens. Okay, my sister would be like, "What should I wear today?" And she has five times more, you know, than I have the all the pieces, all the clothes. But she'll still be like, "I need more." Why do I you need more? Wear, why, yeah. why do you need more? You know, pick pieces, shop what you really, really want, mm -hmm. and wear that. Wear the shit out of it, <laughs> right? Otherwise, there's no there's. They're just contributing the whole thing. Putting a story on Instagram and preaching all these things does not matter at all. I agree. I, I think uh, I think that whole fast-paced consumerism culture is is in a way like it's seeped into not just the bigger brands, but it's all brands. Like otherwise, there would be no reason for them there to be two hundred new products dropping every day. And th that is why the cost is so cheap, no? Right. People uh, argue that why this uh, jacket costs ten thousand because. Yeah. When a fast fashion company makes a jacket, they don't make one piece. They make 10,000 10, pieces, 10, pieces. Okay. And when you buy more fabric, when you buy more threads, when you buy more accessories, it costs you less. And when you make more, it costs you less again. Yeah. Because you're able to build economies of scale. Yeah. So that is why there's a such there's such a huge gap. I'm not making those many pieces and waiting to for them to sell out. I'm making one thing at a time. I'm putting in all my efforts and that's how it, that's how much it costs me to get fabric and like all the uh, you know uh, resources for that piece it costs me different than it costs the other fast fashion brand so, so I stop want asking <laughs> why is it so cheap why I, is it so expensive i want to i want to explore that 
process with you. Because um, I know, like, I know how you work now, um, you know, working with you. But can you, so, can you explain your process? Because you don't mass manufacture, right? Like, you don't have ready stock of a bunch of things lying around. Yeah. Whatever you design, you make one piece each, and then you make it per order, correct? So, explain how you've been able to set up a process. And this is more so for people who are planning to start out well, yeah. is... How do you go into a process in which you get an order today and you can fulfill it five days from now? Because that, I think, is a problem a lot of people do face on the making side of things. And I think it's a good way to educate a customer to know how much time to expect in terms of ordering something from Toffee. Yeah. Whether, whether that's through your website or through, this, through the space here. But just knowing the process is something that I think, if you explain, would be a lot better. Okay, so when I started, uh, when I started designing, okay, so I did not know anything about manufacturing and how things work. So I tried to outsource these things. And in India, nobody works on time, nobody delivers things uh, on time, and nobody takes you seriously with the quantity that you have. Because these guys have been working for companies who are getting, you know, 500 hoodies made and or you 5, want 5,000 yeah and you are asking them to make you 50 hoodies they will not take you seriously your work will not happen unless you are in the factory with them and pushing them to make my to make the things that I've asked even if you're paying them the amount that they have asked which is again uh, higher, higher yeah. than the you know for the companies so because your quantity is low does not happen and I've uh, I experienced that in my early days and for like two or three drops I uh, used to get very pissed off why am I wasting so many things like mm -hmm. all this time has been wasted where I could have been doing things it takes two three months easily when you are you know designing even eight t-shirts and waiting for them to come out right. uh, and then a lot of blunders happen because it's a you know quantity thing and not a quality thing right so when that is all of that is happening, I'm thinking why not why not get you know the setup at my place mm -hmm. and a small setup and start making one thing at a time, get a tailor, fix his salary, and do that. Right. It is more you know beneficial. I will I will not have to make these many pieces. Right. I cannot you can ask. Control, you can control the process. You can yeah, I can maintain I can maintain the quality. Right. Right. And also when I when you make fifty hoodies. Okay, uh, even if 45 of those so uh, sells out, even then when those five hoodies are left, I feel the why are these things going to waste? And that's how like every brand works. And then they put these five hoodies on sale. Right. So I have a couple of issues with this. <laughs> so one, uh, it is not fair for the customer who paid full price for the hoodie in the first place. And then, you I know, yeah. the other guy is just paying less for this. It's unfair for the first person. Uh, and then it also kind of uh, damages your brand, uh, the whole sale process when you grow bigger because people will start waiting for that sale because yeah. that's how their mind works. So why do that? I, yesterday I think somebody asked me, will this, will this go on sale or something? I said, Toffel's products will never go on sale because they don't need to go on sale. I don't have things, you know, I don't have... Uh, what they call you don't it? have a ready stock which is... I don't have dead stock. Yeah. I have moved on from that problem. So I uh, have a small setup at my place and now it's a, a 
medium size setup so <laughs> i have a couple of guys and who the uh, i sit and make the first product okay which uh, i'm pushing and then based on that 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 i keep as a sample and based on that all the other orders as they come in the pieces are made and it's a pretty fast process because that's how i have you know uh, set up the whole thing the with the with everybody the, the uh, if you place an order today it will be made in a day or two okay right. because the fabrics are there i keep a certain amount of fabrics mm -hmm. and then then there's a an after process because i don't just uh, take the product of the machines and pack it and sell it i wash it right okay i take care of the i iron it i take care of the packaging and the whole thing right and a lot of effort goes into that as well it's not yeah, just yeah i think we've seen it like i've seen products being delivered here from yeah. here and i agree i i i see the attention to detail for sure i i think that's what a lot of people don't understand or appreciate at times is that when you get that packet in your hand right yeah there's so much more to it than meets the eye um it's like from the color of the thread to the quality of the fabric to the printing to the embroidery embroidery to every single thing that makes a part of that package has been a process yeah. and all all you all you see is the final product as a consumer um and i think people who appreciate like people who understand that story a lot better are then people who come back and and want more because uh, how people work in india how customers work in india is ki the second they get a discount from some other place okay they'll go to uh, that yeah. platform yeah. like flipkart and mantra are both same here but like yeah. some other uh, you know companies which huge range of products they they don't have uh, customer loyalty mm. okay the people are uh, only there for discounts right. so somebody else is giving the if gi giving them a better price they'll go there they don't care about your brand and with us with like all of us it's not that because you will not get this first of all you will not get this product anywhere else right. it is my thing second of all the prices okay they're not going to change right. i'm not going to cheat you i'm going to not going to lie you lie to you uh, i tell this to people uh, like uh, even if i uh, give the same product to if it has been a general release okay and i give the t-shirt to uh, let's say raftar brother so if uh, i have charged him 2500 for the t-shirt yeah now i will charge the same from, from any else. random yeah. person and i will not charge uh, raftar bhaiya for no more than what the price is agreed okay so it's not arbitrary it's it is it is like flat for anyone and everyone yeah and i've seen people uh, who are you know celebrities they have jackets worth rupees 4 lakhs and 5 lakhs in their closet but I will still charge them twenty five hundred for that T shirt. I will not right. charge them more. No, I get that because it it just it just uniform. It just you know. If you're not honest in your business, you right. will you know it will come back and bite you well, for sure. <laughs> I get that. So you were just mentioning about Raftar. Uh, how did that happen? How did you meet him, or how did uh, like did he discover you? Did you reach out? How did that happen? So I. Uh, I texted a lot of people, okay, uh, hoping that they will see it, mm -hmm. and does not happen. Okay, it does not happen. But magically that day, uh, he saw it. He saw the message, mm -hmm. and he just asked his uh, every. All of these guys have their stylist, right. and they take care of uh, the products right. and the sourcing and everything. 
so uh, her stylist i did not know ki, okay that uh, she is uh, his stylist and she messaged uh, emailed me yeah i need these these uh, things when can you deliver and i said okay i'll make this and i'll think i the price was set and everything and then uh, the day i delivered those pieces that's when she told me ki, okay these are for uh, raftar i was like okay wait a second i have got a letter for him so i wrote a letter <laughs> and i gave it with it yeah. he gave it to him as a thank you note and then it has been then i met him uh, he's a super nice guy yeah, i've been sure. to his place and he he does not you know uh, fake it anything he's yeah. just as real as he is who he is and he is yeah. what he is yeah, sure. he comes to all these uh, meetups and places which places which has happened uh, yeah. recently uh, the sti event all these events he just comes by drops by no security nothing and he's there chilling yeah. with no i don't i i met him as well and i i agree with you on that like just been super nice and like straight forward about everything and doesn't doesn't like being given free stuff oh, yeah like he pays things. for yeah, everything he, yeah and and i think i think that's that's something that is like i'm sure you get sourcing queries and all of that so i i like i feel like at some point so uh, i never asked you this sorry do you do you source stuff no no good for you man yeah um I think just sourcing a product out kind of devalues what it means, uh, and and if it's available for purchase for anyone else, it's available for for, for purchase for whoever wants to buy it. So a lot of hassle for you, and I have nothing against it for people who have that capacity, who have those pieces sitting in their shops and stores, and they can just they yeah. can send it. It's a win-win for both the parties. They get you know the PR for that, and they get pictures of celebrities wearing their product, and it's all good. They don't lose anything. But when you have to make something, and actually that is a different thing, how it devalues thing because uh, no matter who, like there are, of course there would be exceptions, but otherwise. Uh, if you if you if they've got the stuff for free, they will not value it. Right. Okay, even if it, uh, even if something damages it, yeah, whatever, they'll be like, okay, uh, what to care for? Like, I got this for free anyways. Right. So when you place your product in that situation, yeah, you're not you're not doing yourself any favors for the long run. I agree. And sales over followers any day. Danda, <laughs> you, you, I, I don't think a lot of people appreciate the, you know, that running the finances behind something which is this, you know, on on the grassroots level, is not easy. It's a, it's a month to month, you know, constant battle where you're trying to at least make enough to meet every month's expenses and a little bit more. Yeah. And so, I think that kind of segues into my next question. What does the future hold for Toffel? Um, and where do you like? Because this is something I want to understand from you in terms of scalability, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of how you see things going forward. Because you you don't want to keep that stock and so on and so forth. So what is the what is the future hold for Toffel? Uh, see, the reason why I started making made to measure was because I thought these uh, there are a lot of people who. Uh, do not fit in standard sizes. They either their legs are longer, or they have their you know hands are longer, or their their abdomen is smaller. So they need those uh, fittings in their product. They get the stuff and then and then they get the fittings done. So why not do it yourself? Uh, 
mm-hmm. and it also uh, shortens the process yeah because it's made as per yeah so with toffel uh, like i've been asked ki what is your schedule for the next week and what you're doing this week i don't know in the, the position i'm in everything is happening so fast and <coughs> a lot of things are happening so i just know what i'm doing tomorrow i have some idea oh, how after. yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay after and how like i have this in vision in mind ki what are happening what is happening next month but i do not have the timeline i do not have any of those things uh because things change like this right, right? so right now uh i can say i was on a break for 5 months good 5 6 months mm-hmm. so i have so many things that i need to push out because if i could Okay, and I've been told that uh, do not release so many things in the uh, in the same week in the same time frame because it just uh, you know it confuses the customer what to buy and what like he gets here. I'll wait for the next thing because yeah. so many things are coming and there are a lot of those things. I get it, but here I do not have to wait. I, I'm not making fifty of each. I'm just making these twenty-two pieces, so it does not damage me. And I'm uh, nowhere close to being short of designs to put out. Right. Right. I have so many things. I have so many drops coming. I am bringing, uh, I think, twenty twenty-two pieces to the store to get in within this week. Right. I have all those things planned. I am bringing. Then the the next collection is something. Then the next collaboration is happening. And for summers, I have plans. So all I'm. I have so much. So why hold them back? I need to show what I am capable of. So I'm pushing as much as possible. as quickly as possible and i'm still uh, lacking behind i think that for someone who's in your position i think there's always that feeling of there's still one more thing that i could do you know there's still one like there's still something missing and i think that's what helps you improve every day like it just it just pushes you that one step forward every time to say I've done this, but it can be better. And as long as that mindset stays alive, I think just growth keeps on happening. So when you do not come from a design background, how you approach it is uh, you think of thing, you think of something, a T-shirt, and then you have finalized the whole thing. And what I would suggest is sleep on it for a day or two, okay? And just you don't need to take feedbacks. Just put it there, and just you know when you're walking, just give it a look and just right. keep. what can be done better and once you reach there then it's done ki okay now this piece cannot be made better right. with the thought process that it has been initiated right. so i reach there i whatever you see i have already done that and made that and thought about it weeks and weeks ago right. so i am already on the next thing right. so the things that come out i've been bored of it yeah, it's a it's a waiting game i think in I I don't think a lot of people understand that in our in our line of work is for people who buy it it's probably instant gratification but for us it's not instant gratification at all it's a it's a process for going from choosing the fabric to making a product then putting it out and then seeing the response to it it's a it's a much longer process so what is the future hold not just for the next year but like toffel what what is toffel going to be for you in the next 5 years 3 years whatever whatever time frame you want to give it but where do you see where do you, not just see where do you want to take it okay so there are two ways that people do things here mm-hmm. as i spoke of okay 
One is they uh, want to be successful and make this much money and this and that and their goals are like that. My uh, satisfaction came when I sorted these things out, when I was happy with the products that I was making. So uh, where I want to be, what I want to do, if I want to have a store at some places, all those things are very basic. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they are for like what they are for everybody. Right. Everybody wants their uh, brand to have a store. Everybody wants their brand to be selling everywhere. They ha- need to like to have a store, you know, overseas and everything. Those things are there. But I, I'm good. You're good where you are. I'm good. Okay, I'm happy. I'm satisfied. Uh, and it does not. Uh, it happens that if like one piece, uh, people ask me, "What is your favorite piece from this collection?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like. I would not have made this piece or that piece if they were not my favorite, right? right? So even if they do not sell, I do not get demotivated at all. Mm-hmm. I'm, you're happy I'm happy, I'm good, I'll wear it if it's not selling, right. I'm done. Okay, whatever things, uh, how they unfold, it's it's not in my control, so why worry? I think that's, that's that, that perspective is super important to have because yeah. it's very easy to get demoralized, uh, you know? And and we've all been there. Like I've been there for sure. Uh, as as early as like recently as day before yesterday. You know, you're you're in that position where you're like, I thought of all of this and it didn't work out, and now you know, like now now what? And it's just about picking yourself back and like kind of getting in the zone of why you started in the first place. So for selling, know, for selling, uh, best way to sell is to never be desperate to sell. Mm-hmm. Things will happen. As simple as that. Cool. cool. Um, so, so you've been seen. You've seen the evolution in the industry for four years. What are your thoughts of the space that we built and that we're sitting in? Um, and where, like, how do you see the the industry or the culture evolving in the future? Um, it's evolved quite a bit in the last five six years. Uh, and it's, you know, spaces like this coming up are definitely a sign of how much it's evolved. But, so two questions. Where, what are your thoughts on spaces as a whole? Um, do, you, do you think that they still hold significance in a post-COVID world? And um, secondly, like, where do you see the, the culture going forward? Okay, so to begin with, uh, there was a time when uh, stores, uh, you know, they were old, they became old-fashioned, and people moved to websites yeah. because more accessibility, twenty-four-seven open. Now, uh, but that happened in the West and everywhere. For these brands in India, you need to start. Okay, the, uh, all the other guys everywhere else in the world are already there. They have a website, and that works for them. It sells yeah. out. There are bots fighting for the purchase, but here. You need to build that uh, connection with people. Okay, for me, art is something that connects with you. It can be a beautiful pizza, it can be a beautiful painting. So this space, okay, and all the other spaces to come like this, give you that opportunity. Right. You come to the space, meet the guys, meet the people, know the brand, why it's done and how it's done. Mm-hmm. Like this conversation is happening. And then you'll feel like, okay, I know this brand and I feel like buying from this. Otherwise, why not buy from 10,000 brands that right. already exist? Right. 
so this space is so important and i told you told you uh, told you this the day uh, the day we met even if i uh, do not keep my stuff here i would still would love to come here and do a workshop which i'm doing today right. and you know be here for people and do a meet up and all those things connect with people yeah, yeah. and after i don't know what future holds but even when uh, even when uh, if i'm gone i would still this space would still mean so much to me because we all are you know building this from the ground right. there is no there is no you know uh, fan club there's nobody there's no fan there's no crowd that just shows up okay this space is uh, it's like an off white store if that had opened yeah. here there's no such thing everything is happening organically right. and th- that is the most beautiful thing you're not paying for you know pe- people to see this as it happens on the website here you walk in either you connect or you don't right. and it is our job to facilitate that, that connection yeah. Yeah. that is why this is so important otherwise i don't see and the brands who are here it's such a uh, huge you know uh, thing for them to be here to right. be able to uh, put a face uh, on the brand okay i am here and i am the guy who has done all of this, this. Yeah. so come see the brand come see this you will never meet the person who started you know h&m or <laughs> all these other brands in the store helping you out with your purchase but we are here so this should be an opportunity and as we have discussed we'll have a lot of things happening here we'll have we'll give opportunity to all the young guys all the talented yeah. ones who want to display their work they'll have a space they'll they can do that over a weekend and all that Definitely. so it will be a place where this community is you know uh, taking birth right. it's growing about the scene uh, so again uh, two kind of things that i've noticed there are people who buy and who who do it for the sole purpose of flexing mm-hmm. okay they get the stuff they are either making money by reselling the pieces there are all, there are all kinds of you know uh, stuff that i want to talk about here but i realize if you do not have anything good to say about something do not say it right so yeah, I, I like to each their own but i just have one i do not have a problem with resellers and i do not have a problem with guys who only by uh, hype but when you look down on somebody who does not have the proper knowledge or who cannot afford something that you're wearing when you look down on them i have a problem with that right. when you uh, overpitch yourself or when you are you know size 8 and you're wearing size 11 when you are faking it just to make just to, it yeah. it pisses me off just as a human being it's not business wise and people who a lot of people do you know reselling and all these things and i'm good with it okay it's a it's way of thing it's yeah. a part of this whole thing there's more resellers in india than retailers yeah. today yeah. right like uh, just in the last 6 months there's probably been 300 400 new accounts and it's good up. it's yeah. good for the whole thing because it grows the audience in some ways and at some point uh, i mean if 400 people are all dragging a thousand more people into the scene then that's adding to the scene in some way shape or form because at some point they're going to discover uh, another like a proper official retailer and a physical space where they can come in and see what they want to want to see so i I'm, i i think there's pros and cons to it for sure um and it is it it's imperative until until like either what people are buying through resellers officially come to india uh, and set up their own spaces yeah or 
uh, until brands that are already in India start to get the product that they give overseas as well, is when the actual growth will happen. Until then, it's going to be fragmented through inflated prices and been, you know, only available to a certain consumer who can afford that. But when it actually starts coming at a retail price, which is at the same level as what it is abroad, and anyone and everyone can try to get it, is when I think the scene will grow. Because then you're not, you're not putting a price barrier on it. It's whatever the price barrier is, the same for everyone. So it's, it's just that difference. And, and I think with this space, right, putting Indian brands right next to international brands, and just letting people see, you know, let, let people compare what they get for quality when they buy a TOEFL product versus what they get when they buy any other international brand that a lot of people are running after. It's probably two different worlds because the quality, the workmanship, like this, this stuff is made in a large factory, which is making 20,000 pieces a day. What's made at a TOEFL unit is, you know, maybe making five pieces, seven pieces, 10 pieces a day and just making sure that every single detail is ironed out. So, so I, I completely like understand where you're coming from because it pisses me off at times. I love wearing my shoes, right? I love wearing sneakers, but I would never pay the price that, you know, that is being commanded in the market because I wear them. I don't keep them on a display shelf. So I think it's just that fundamental difference. Okay. Um, I think last question and then we'll wrap up. What is one piece of advice that you would want to give to yourself four years ago and also to someone who's like, so it doesn't have to be one, like whatever you want to say, you can say, but what would you want to tell someone who wants to start their own clothing brand today? And okay. what would you tell yourself four years ago? Okay, I have uh, advice for people who are starting today. But to me, I don't know. Because I would not want to change things that the things that I've been through because I did not make big mistakes. I had no funds to make those big mistakes. Okay. So it has worked out in my favor and I, and I learned very quickly. I'm a very good learner. That's all it takes for somebody to do anything and to start something creative. You need to be a very, very good observer of things, absorb them all in and then, you know, show how you feel. So I would not, I don't know. I would just say, you know, don't worry. I never worried, but I would still say it's, it's all going to be fine. It's all good. So the guys who are starting today, uh, just start. Okay. Instagram is such a huge platform to build your brand. Okay. And for God's sake, do not put your logo on your t-shirt and try to sell it. Okay, does not matter what it says. It's not going to sell like Supreme. Okay, just because Supreme is a word and you put in something like surprise, yeah, awesome on your t-shirt, it will not sell. Mm -hmm. They have built their shit. Mm -hmm. Okay. And when and it happened with me as well, I never did that. Okay, but this thought, uh, people see Louis Vuitton and they know they cannot do this. They cannot become the, uh, this brand overnight or even in like two, three years. When they see Supreme or some uh, streetwear brand which is making t-shirts and selling for this price and they, they're like, I can do it. Okay, it has been good 25, 26 years. 
Okay. Pay respect to the brand. <laughs> okay. Don't just copy things that they have done. It worked for them back then. The things that worked for me will not work for you, and all of that. So when you start, pay. Uh, just see what feels natural to you. When I go and you know uh, to rent a flat, I go into all these uh, flats and I see which one feels like home and not like this is some flat that I'm living in. And then I go for that. So similarly. A t-shirt which you absolutely love take feedback and all of that but that you absolutely believe in make that make a rendering you don't have to go all out I believe in uh, minimum input and maximum results okay but th that minimum input has to be with pure honesty and dedication mm -hmm. so work on that thing put that out okay on Instagram take people's you know feedback and reviews and see how they feel about your product how if they want to buy it and then you know take pre-orders or something and then start making it all of that is can be taken care of even i can take care of it for you right. okay anyone anyone can help you out yeah. but do not invest a lot of amount into making your first few pieces right. hoping that it will sell like this because people are your friends yeah i think we've made I, i've been there i made that mistake for sure uh, you know, now when, when someone, like exactly what you said, right? Just start. Just start and take it. Don't expect things to turn up overnight. Like when we did our first launch, uh, and this is a year and a half back, I was like, I'm going to drop it. I'm going to drop And orders only. Orders. Ekta. <laughs> which was you know some like I'm st I still did remember the exact the name of the person who bought the first piece from us um, but ekta and I was just like I was disappointed and then I was like nahi matlab I can't expect things to just drum up overnight it has to be a process it has to take its own time it happens for some people we have to accept that it happens for some people mm -hmm. but it's not necessary it will happen for you so Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst, right. as they say. And start with one piece. Sure, why not? Any piece, okay? Do the rendering, get people's input, and build that thing. People love to design, okay? When you have taken this responsibility of making the whole thing, other people, they love to design. They love to give their input, mm. advice, it's for free. So everybody will pitch in, and somehow this product will become, you know, everybody's product, mm. and they'll buy it. Because it, it is becomes exactly like a community yeah. product. It, it becomes exactly what they need. Mm -hmm. So that's how selling happens. They connect with it. No, I, and also, I think going off that, that in, as part of your business, you allow like customers to tell you what they want. Yeah, absolutely. And and they can they can tell you exactly what they want, and you can make it for them. I think that's a very interesting. Like, as much as it is in my power. Right. I have some limitations as well, mm -hmm. but as much as I can do, the shape, the size, the cut, I'm giving you custom fitting, custom made t-shirts for this price. Right, okay. which is unheard of. I yeah, mean, I mean, it used to be a matter of luxury when people used to talk about custom made, tailored, custom fitted, yeah. tailored suits. It still is, sort of, but it has, you know, moved on from that. Now I'm doing this for a t-shirt for you. And the colors that you want to put in. Yeah, that's. I think that's an experience altogether. Yeah, and I think we'll see that in the workshop. Do you want to talk, talk about, about any of the pieces? pieces? Sure. Sure. Yeah.
Okay. Before that, like, very like, when you set up the workshop, before that, ah, that will be, yeah, better. Uh, you, so, let's wrap up also. Cool. So, so, how do we wrap up? I just say thank you. Uh, and we ask people to see us on the next one. And that's it. Uh, so, thank you. Thank you so much, Kashish. Thank you for taking the time and for all of this insight. I, I think it gives us also a lot more clarity and whoever's watching, it kind of gives them an idea of how, how easy or hard things are when you actually see it from the ground up. So, thank you for the time and uh, to all of you guys watching, um, this is Kashish from TOEFL and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you.